Left. Right. Yo, what is up, my friends? Thank you for joining us for this episode 116 of Sip Talk. Today we are talking about deal breakers. These are deal breakers when it comes to relationships. I think this is an episode you might really dig, and uh, we didn't get to finish what we wanted to finish. So the following episode, we'll, uh, we'll be talking about red flags. So we didn't get to red flags. Hang in there. Let me know what we missed in the deal breakers. Let me know which deal breakers you think are the big ones, and uh, I'll see you on the other end. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Cheers. 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 Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 116 of Sip Talk. I think a couple of us have uh, already been having some cocktails before the before the podcast. James, you were drinking before, yeah? If you count a single beer. Oh, what, what beer was that? It was Low Tide Brewery's Sour Pear. Is that something that's uh, available nationwide, or is that a local... No, it's hardly available Charleston wide. <laughs> my name is Justin Julia. I'm coming at you from my basement in New Jersey, just outside Manhattan. If you're watching us live, above me is James the Bosnator Boswell, a philosopher, philanthropist, architect. What, what, what are your designations again? I'm sorry. Um, nepotist. <laughs> yeah. Philanthropist, I think, is actually kind of a stretch. Well, um, it's a lot of misanthropist. There's a lot yes, of syllables. Yes, yes, that James is a bartender, an accountant, a professional soccer referee, and a philosopher. Joined uh, below us, if you're watching live, is David Boswell, the political scientist. Which actually, I thought we were reaching when we came came up with the title political scientist, but I actually heard that as a designation on NPR the other day. So. Very official. David Boswell out of Sacramento, California. James the Bosnator Boswell out of Charleston, South Carolina. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Very happy that we are all together. James had a single beer before we got started. My train got delayed massively, so I hopped into a bar and had uh, several single beers. One beer in each glass. It came as a single glass each time they refilled it. So... Last time we were talking about prostitution, legalizing prostitution, decriminalizing prostitution, and regulating prostitution. James, would you like to repeat what your question was at the end of the last podcast? So the question that I asked was, if you are dating a girl and you're thinking about this is a serious relationship and you might eventually even consider marrying her and, and she reveals to you that a long time ago, she worked as an escort or a prostitute. Would that change your decision as to whether or not you still wanted to consider the relationship as seriously as you previously had? I thought that was a good question, a bit narrow-minded. We could open that up across the sexual stratosphere, whether it was a guy that you were dating 
<laughs> or uh sorry Dave, i feel like sexual stratosphere is just about as, yeah, as yeah, insulting roll, roll. as the alphabet <laughs> which you got lambasted for the last time you joined us yeah and i didn't find <laughs> what you just said terribly offensive so you didn't find a show point <laughs> well I, I think i think as long as it's coming from a place of being open-minded and, and uh, trying to be a bit comical. That's, that's all right. But James, you brought up a really good point. So if you're dating somebody now and you found out seven years ago, seven months ago that they used to be in the, I don't know what you would call it. The profession of sexual. Just call them professionals. Yeah. If, if they used to be a professional, um, how that's going to give you how that's going to shape your current relationship. Now I feel my thinking is for the upper echelon that, that top two and a half to top 5% of confidence holders, those people who are super confident may not affect them so much. I think they're probably just cruise on with that relationship. They may have some questions that they wouldn't have had previously, but I feel like it's not going to affect that relationship quite as much as when you dip below that 95th percentile of confidence. You follow me there? Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of shit. If you're super confident that just is, you just deal with it, just comes at you, you deflect it, but you don't question where you stand in relationships. Well, let me ask both of you this question and like answer the, the question because like we can talk about, generalities but i want to know your specific answer all right let's let's uh let's take a pause and i'll, I'll address that james what are you drinking down there in not so sunny south carolina still going with the box wine box wine any bush ice no no um i already had beer for the day and like the the accumulated effects of four or five straight days of booze that are starting to show in in the uh the heartburn areas so oh the, heart oh, the heartburn areas yeah, got to chew on some antacid tablets before I go out later on tonight. Um, we should also greet uh, Blondes Have From One says hi. Ralph0522 says hey. And Shihir Abba is here again. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, Ralph, Blondes Have More Fun. Shahira, thank you guys for joining. Sorry if we missed you, but if you guys are joining us for the first time, make sure you say hi. And if you're joining us again, uh, I see Social Bird 7. Hi, everybody. Welcome on TikTok. Yes, yeah, so we're live TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you're watching this after the fact on YouTube or listening to us on any audio po podcast platform, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, so, James, you're drinking the box wine. David over there on the left side. Last, it sounds like it might be that your last joining, your, the, the last of you joining us from Sacramento. Sounds like you're, you've been smoked out of sacramento yeah i've been uh smoked out cooked out it's gonna be 112 degrees here on saturday i was supposed to go Holy. out and float down down the river with some buddies like four or five hours just on tubes in the river that, to me that, that, that would have been but no that makes me think of like when you boil bagels like when you cook bagels yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are a very uh monochrome group so it would it would appear that way uh <laughs> Not by choice. I don't need to get lambasted next week over that. Um, it's not like <laughs> it's not like it's a rule. <laughs> but they called it off, which is a good thing because I've got an eight-hour drive down to San Diego on Sunday, and uh, you know, drinking beer for six hours in the river, exposed to 112 degree heat in the air. Yeah, 
hey, you can get in the water, but still just being out in the sun that long, that was already rolling the dice. So uh, happy to have that called up, pack it in, have a nice easy day. But yeah, this is the last airing for me from sunny Sacramento next week. James and I will be together in sunny San Diego. We'll, uh, we'll Where it will cast. not be 112 degrees. No, no, it will not be 112 degrees down there. So now do you yeah. have you so you're moving, correct? Yep. Have you hired movers already? Yes. All right. All right. And what are you drinking? I am drinking some hard kombucha because it oh, was no Yeah, no, it was um two dollars at grocery outlet for a six pack. So what? Yeah, pretty pretty easy call. Wait, two dollars for a six pack or two dollars per beer for a six pack? Two dollars for six cans of hard kombucha. I would have bought every one that they had. Yeah. I have so many arms. <laughs> I, I bought three and I only have so much room in my fridge. It's wow. just, I, you can't you I just don't bought, want to let it sit out. I just bought a five hour energy drink for uh four ninety nine. So I paid a dollar per hour of energy, and that was maybe two hours ago. I'm drinking the uh, Michelob Ultra in a can because I'm classy and I, I, I'm a beer connoisseur, clearly. Bush <laughs> so. Ice would like to have a word. <laughs> um, so the question is, would you date somebody who is a sex professional? And if you were dating somebody who was, well, e- e- either or, would you date somebody who's a professional in the sex fields? Or if you were dating someone, you found out they were a professional in the sex fields, would you, would that alter your relationship? What's your answer? Uh, I, I actually think it would really depend on where I am in my life and how long ago it was and the specifics of what they were doing because really when it comes down to the specifics of what they were doing, it has a lot to do with who that person is. Some people hit rock bottom and they, they sell the only thing they have left and that's their body. And, uh, and you got to question the nature of that rock bottom. You got to question the nature of where that person was in their life and how far they've come. Some people with rock and bodies realize that that's a major asset that they have. And, uh, you know, why not use that, right? Like you got other things going for you, but, but, but why not uh, profit a little bit there? And that's a slightly different perspective on, oh, wait, what's this? What do we have the comments coming in? We're waiting uh, on the question. Okay. Um, let me, let me ask you this question. Okay. Does it matter how they tell you or how you found out. Well, also that does matter if somebody deceives you for two and a half years and then drops it on you versus, and here's, I use this in, in, in every aspect of life. I do not have herpes. I hope to never have herpes. I don't think I will at this point in my life. Um, given levels of commitment that are currently uh, achieved, but uh, there's certain, so when you imagine you have herpes, like you don't want to tell somebody, before your first date, you're probably not going to tell them on your first date, but you probably have to tell them before you sleep with them. You should. So there's a certain level of connection you have to achieve before you tell someone that you have herpes without scaring them away. So that's like almost like a salesman has to figure out where that perfect point is to drop somebody some bad news. And somebody who works in the sales field, you understand that 
you you can't just blurt it out right off the bat. I have herpes. If you're if you're online dating, you're not going to put an asterisk under your name and say I have herpes. Also, probably not in a sales presentation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey guys, I'm Justin. I'm here to pitch you some apartments. I've got herpes. Look at this one. This uses great natural sunlight. I like his pitch. <laughs> but straight the, but shooter the, doesn't hide anything. But the point is, there are obvious. Everybody in their life has some negatives and some baggage. And you have to figure out when is an appropriate level to drop that baggage. You know, you don't want to hold it back too late because then you've been deceptive, but you don't want to introduce it too early because then you're you're going to scare everybody away. So that's kind of the herpes dilemma. And you could, you could, if you're someone who has kids and you're trying to date, that is, um, that's a day one. Nah, that that should, that should be included in the program. I think that would be later on in date one. Right? Yeah, no, or, I, I, I'm with Derv. I'm like, that's either a day zero or a day one. So, look, so what we're going to cover t- right now is some deal breakers and some. No, red, I wonder what oh, some Derv doesn't play. answer the question All yet right. either. All right. So, but what I, I'm just letting everybody know that we're going to get to the deal breaker list. We're going to get to the red flag list. The deal breaker list is a list that's been populated by the listeners and the viewers of the podcast. The red flag list is a list that I put together, some red flags to look out for early on in the relationship or prior to a relationship. So David, uh, tell us about your stripper girlfriend. <laughs> Not falling for that one again. <laughs> um, it depends on the nature of the sex work and not because of the nature of the sex work, because of the other social implications of it. And I guess this is as hypocritical as anyone else would be, but if someone is an escort and Again, James was pointing out, how do you find out? Do they let you know, or do you find out on your own? And that brings me to my point of escort, sex worker doesn't bother me. If it were public, that would be a different consideration because if you ever want to consider bringing kids into the picture, everything's on the internet. You don't want to be the kid whose mom did porn or dad did porn or mom's and so dad's you, So you, you don't want to be the kid in middle school whose mom has an OnlyFans page. Or dad. Or dad. But yeah, there's actually swinging in, in his dick around on, in, on OnlyFans. Yeah. You're missing a great effect, but um, Sacramento, <laughs> the graduate, uh, Sacramento, it was a couple of months ago, there was actually something that came out about some parents that, it was a group of parents that did OnlyFans and well, what, they were making really good money doing it, but then but, it came out and it was this whole thing. So but what if you're a teacher? I mean, but here's, here's where we are in like modern times. What if you're a teacher and you teach like third graders, but you also have an OnlyFans page? Now, I think in your personal and professional life, you can have a very hard line between the two. Uh, in fact, you can have two professional lives and a personal life, the professional life being the OnlyFans, the other professional life being your third graders and the personal life being something completely separate. And then you deal with the overlap as it occurs, which is probably not super often. You know, people live, and this is obviously super prior to social media and everybody being connected in all ways at all times, but people have different aspects of their life that they choose to share with certain people. It's just now as we get meshed together in this kind of digital, I don't know what you would call it, compress here, that um that there's a heavier amount of overlap but um but you see the distinction though between the nature between public and private though as kind of i guess getting into the deal break like that that might be but what if private is concerned what if we're qualifying private as sexual life and then you publicly brought i'm talking i'm talking about things that 
to James's point earlier about finding out versus being told, if it's public enough that you could find out on your own, that means other people would be able to find out just as easily. Same thing with porn that you have, that you posted online that is identifiable. Public versus private in terms of, do is it easy to find out or is it not? Is it something that no one would ever think or ever be able to find out but for having been, been informed? But at some point you find out. Yeah, but I'm saying, do they tell you or is it something that's out there that's easy to find? James, can, can you clarify this? It doesn't seem to be. No, I, I mean, it, it's 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 sinking in for me. It's just that every particular situation that I, I I'm basically running a few different scenarios through my head and they're vastly different. Well, right? I think there's a lot of nuance here. And I think that, like, I understand the distinction that there's drawing between public and private. But to me, I don't think it matters in the context of the question that we're asking. Because if I'm dating somebody, regardless of how public some potentially compromising information is, the fact that I had to found it out on myself by myself instead of you telling me says a lot. Well, because, look, he, sorry, finish your statement. Well, the, I mean, I'll, that's pretty much. The I'll, I'll, I'll contextualize it. All right. You've been on. Let's let's call it the two month mark. All right. And you've been on six to 12 dates with somebody, which is uh, one date a week, more or less. Not, you know, maybe you got a busy week or maybe you got some opening in your week, two months in. And somebody tells you that they used to do porn or they used to have an OnlyFans page. Uh, either way, you have to run through the scenario that. So they're volunteering the information. Yes. You have to run through the scenario that there's a hundred to a hundred thousand to considerably more dudes jacking off to your girlfriend. No, that, not like that a, doesn't, not like a hundred thousand and one, but, but, but my point is my well, point is not if she's this D this D per well, but you don't know the reach of, you know, the digital, uh, you know, what, what kind of resides on the internet. So you have to figure out, I, I mean, if, she used to be an S escort. Those are kind of one-offs and that lives in memories. But if it's somebody who existed online, you know, you have, you have this residual kind of online presence that may always be there. So my so, biggest question is, is she doing it still? Well, I think that takes a very specific person. I, I don't know much about that kind of porn aspect of, porn people porn actors and actresses dating but i feel um, like a lot of times they do a lot of times like people that are in the adult film industry will will have a relationship that they're in and then they have their job and i think i think for the most part and this is my understanding of it is that they can differentiate the two one is professional mm -hmm. work and one is personal personal life but yeah not but most people can't do that so they end up dating just like actors a lot of people who are non-actors can't understand what it's like to be in the public light so actors end up dating actors for yeah life. but actors, I, actors. so it, it takes somebody who exists in that realm to understand what you're going through and i think you take kind of every man somebody who who you know went to college and now has a 40-hour work week dating somebody who obviously you know doesn't have that conventional lifestyle 
that 40 hour work week person is not going to be able to empathize with that person who has the unconventional lifestyle. And also, again, you know, we mentioned this in the last episode that we live in a very super prudent country where people, you know, in other countries, you walk out on the beach completely nude or topless. And here, if somebody else sees your girlfriend's tits, you're like, you, you, you know, you got to break up with them. Basically, you're like, oh, that's oh, that's fuck. Like, well, and again, it's like if she showed them to him, then, yeah, like I'm going to well, question her judgment. But but again, but someone else saw them. Yeah, you know, like there's a big difference here. Like, how did this come about? <laughs> but all right. So here's what I want to do. I want to uh, I want to hit the comments that we got on uh, uh, on the, the post of the deal breakers. All right. So let's hit some deal breakers, because I think these deal breakers are super subjective. Let me just see if I have any quick messages about the deal breakers. I think we should like. When, when you list them off, I think we should all weigh in with just a yes or a no as to whether or not that's a deal breaker for you. Um, all right. All right. So, fuck. The thing, the, I got a lot of direct messages that people didn't reply. So, basically, you put the post out there and people can reply within the post. Or um, people can send you a direct message. So, right now, actually, this was not the much, foreplay. This was much closer during the day. But I said, Sip Talk podcast episode about guns, prostitution, da, 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 going online. But first, you learned your long term term significant other used to be a sex worker. Could you stay? So for the most part of the day, it was 40 to 60, 45, 55. Right now, I got a 160 to roughly 230 160 saying yes, 230 saying no. So it sounds like as time goes on, actually, the no, you wouldn't stay with them is is growing. So that's probably also true in real life. In terms of real life. Uh, <laughs> as time goes on, you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> but I think I think, yeah, you're actually a good point. Early on, you're like, I can deal with this. Later on, the more you think about it, you're like, nah, I couldn't deal with this. So. Uh, and then let's see biggest relationship deal breakers and go. Here's what we got. Carol Ferrucci, lack of ambition. Not uh, a deal breaker. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to run through them real quick. And then no, hold can... on, no, like go, go through them one at a time and we'll each weigh in as to whether or not it's a deal breaker for you. Uh, <laughs> actually, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. That's going to depend on personality. Uh, actually, you know yeah. what? On this note, some of these are funny as fuck. And I'm right, gonna, so we should weigh in on each one of them individually yeah, instead of I'm going gonna, through the list, and I'm then people pour, forget which ones we talked about. And all right, I'm gonna make my, I'm gonna put some scotch in a glass. How about you read some more deal breakers? <laughs> all right, you guys can relate to this. When she reveals she has a small penis, yes. <laughs> yeah, Actually, I read that wrong. I read that wrong. Uh, Kazi says when she reveals she has a penis. Yep, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> That's a deal breaker. Uh, still, I rise gambling. Yeah. Nope. Nope. It, not again. Yeah. I, I can see gambling absolutely being a deal breaker. It depends yeah. on the gambling. Gambling or gambling addiction. But gambling Huge is difference. such a variable. True. Right? Like, it well, depends gambling on, it and depends. gambling addiction, I think. Are gambling, the same no. Thing. Gambling, no. Gambling addiction, yes. Sorry. But, but, I, I, no, I, I think ga but gambling qualifies as gambling addiction. No. 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 I, I gamble. gamble. 
You mean any I'm not gift? A gambling it's been, okay. It's been, well, it's been, I've da- I've dated people who don't drink at all, so so for them, drinking would be an issue. Versus yeah, but, somebody who who drinks regularly right, but, or socially versus drinking problem. Okay, right. So you so can have a moral opposition to gambling, or you can not have a moral opposition to gambling, but a practical opposition to gambling addiction. Okay. And that's where me and the Derv land is. If you're a gambling addict, there's going to be problems down the line from this. Well, last time I played cards was years ago, and it's fun, but I'm not doing that now. Right. I'm not. I'm not I'm much not of compelled a compelled to. I'm not much of a cards guy. I get a whole bunch around my birthday and like certain holidays, but I'm not. Much <laughs> Sepet says when he comes in three seconds. Not a deal breaker <laughs> for me. Easy job. <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks yeah that works up to a great hourly rate if you can scale up from samantha this is the scalable business model <laughs> inside the out uh here's a good one political aff- political affiliation that i could see that being a big deal breaker yeah that could it be might actually be yeah yeah i, I hate to say it but in the last five say, years my, my five years ago wrong. my answer would have been no today my answer is yes no, I'm for me five years ago, it definitely would have been uh, a major deal breaker. But I feel like in the last five or six years, politics have gotten a bit kind of scrambled up. So I'd still, more... I'd, I'd still say yes, I'd still say yes, but I would, I would, you know, kind of with a caveat and be like, I need the specific details. Blondes have more fun, says alcoholic versus a drinker. Yeah, but I think it's really like most people drink, but most people aren't alcoholics. Well, what about what about I mean there's what about this as a deal breaker more and and this is coming from the three of us someone who doesn't drink not a deal breaker as long as she's okay with me drinking yeah how depending on how much you drink I can tell it back in fact I probably should um (laughs) all right spy glass ambler and so spy glass ambler mask when people make their screen names like they have to understand that somebody else has to be able to pronounce them Sound it out. Masks and vaccines. So that's the deal breaker. Masks. And so I guess if the person is a big masker and they're like pro vaccine, my take on this, it just says masks and vaccines. Probably someone that's anti both of them. Yeah. Spy glass ambler. If you're if you're listening to us, my guess is you're a an anti vaxxer, anti masker. Uh, Christina Orso. Whoa, 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 hold on. Let's 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 not impugn them. They they might just be bringing that up as something saying if if they were to be with someone who was very anti. Well, here you know what. Not being specific is is a deal breaker for me. Okay, reasons. but hold on. Let's right. let's analyze the like. For, let's hit this one up. Um, so, like, if you're anti-vax, if would you date someone that's anti-vax? Now, my answer is no, and the reason is not necessarily for the stance itself, but for what it tells me about you. Uh, that good point is I don't have an issue like because I can understand some arguments against getting vaccinated. But for the most part, people that are anti-vax are anti-science and anti- anti-logical and reasonable analysis of the situation. And so I can't for, so for me, like that. so for me, who's not gotten vaccinated, I'm, I'm still fully pro-vax. <laughs> like, I'm just like, we all need to do it. You, you just you're also you, fully pro-laziness. You, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but um, but if you put a, a vaccine vaccination station outside of my office and it and it took five minutes, I'd be like, I'm like, all right, it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll go there. But the fact that it's like several avenues away, I'm like, ah, that's, that's, but I agree with you. Uh, um, it, well, it, it I want to throw one. With, um, 
I want to throw in uh, courtesy of Andrew. Deal breaker. Adam's apple. <laughs> uh, an apple a day keeps it down. All right. Christina Orso being condescending. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But also, I think the condescending thing to a degree comes from the perspective of the condescendee. Well, you yeah, know? I mean, if you if you have a victim complex, sure. But I'd say that, like, being condescending is, again, another thing where, like, it's not the condescension itself that's the problem. It's what it shows about you, which is if you're dating somebody, it's really not that hard to be nice to people. Well, also power dynamics. Also, so well, also, well, hold up. Power dynamics in a relationship need to be more so equal. So if one person is looking down, which is effectively condescending, it's looking yeah. down on the other person, that the power dynamics of that relationship, are, it's, it's just not going to be a long lasting relationship unless somebody is really coming to the table as like a, a gold digger type type complex where they know they're the, the, the lower part. Yeah. It doesn't uh, even have to be condescension against the partner. Think about here's a deal breaker. Someone being rude to the waiter. I, I knew you were yep. going to say that. Fuck that shit. Because that is condescending as fuck. Mm-hmm. And that is an immediate deal breaker. If you're rude to the waiter or server or waitress or. Yeah, I, I actually there, no, you know, no there's chance. times there's times where I almost celebrate seeing people being rude to to waiters and staff in, in the sense that when I see somebody doing that, I'm like, wow, the, I, I have this is my perfect indicator that this is a terrifically shitty person. Yeah, we don't have somebody, to hang out. I yeah, already like, know it. No, but it's it's like that's the fuck that person. It's not like a red flag, like theoretically. It's like that person is holding the fucking flag over their head. And you're like, this is a shitty person. So I don't mean celebrating as it, it's a good thing. No, for me, it's a good thing that I've identified who this person is. Like right, when you're, here's a good question. I, like, I want to address this one because I think it's really good. And then I want to throw one of my mine out there. So MJ says, what about one partner having a higher sex drive? So my answer is, how big is the difference? <laughs> well, uh, I think a lot of us have probably been on both sides of that. And um, hmm. that's uh, that's not so much a I deal think breaker as something that's going to grind a relationship to bits slowly. <laughs> well, ve- actually, very well, very well said, David, very slowly. But it is. It is going to because it's not just sex drive. It actually has to do with like feeling wanted and things like that. So agree the the sex drive difference, uh, whether it's higher or lower, could can in all, what David just said is in the long term be a major uh, ruiner of relationships. Also depends when the sex drive difference comes about. If you start off the the dating then it's easy to call that more of a deal breaker at the beginning saying, look, we, we just really don't match here physically. I want something completely different than you. doesn't matter which side that's coming from. As opposed to five years down the line, maybe one of the two people has a distinct switch in their sex drive. And then that's going to be less of a deal breaker. That's going to be well, more what like if you slowly shredding it to bits. Well, you said if you start off dating with a high sex drive and that, and that dissipates what if you start off the day with a high sex drive but at the end of the day you get a low sex drive that's well it probably well, means that like certain things happened the morning sex hopefully it's with your partner the, <laughs> the morning sexers versus the evening sexers um all right so we got the mask condescending shihiraba uh, asks weight gain or I, I let's put it as being overweight no well no, the weight gain, overweight. You commit. You you decided on that when you started meeting 
somebody. Right. So well, uh, we're saying like deal breakers in terms of like when you're in a relationship, when you're deciding to start a relationship okay. is being overweight a deal breaker. Well, every relationship contract that I sign has a 15% uh, variable for weight. So you can drop 15%, you can gain 15%, but outside of that, it voids the contract. Well, my answer start. is, my answer is yes. Being overweight <laughs> is a deal breaker. Well, for James, James likes the, uh, the skinnies. <laughs> um, actually, I'm. I I want to discuss the weight gain and the and the weight on the on the red flag side of this podcast. But damn, we're fucking cruising already on this podcast. I gotta hit these. I gotta hit these because we're gonna run out of time. Uh, all right, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Hold up. Here, here's a good one. Cigarettes. Nope. Not a not a deal breaker. It's really not, you know, I, when I was younger, it was a major deal breaker, but as I grew up, it wasn't, wasn't so much of a deal breaker. Uh, joblessness. Nope. Really? It depends on why you're jobless. Uh, yeah. A lot has to do with personality. So current joblessness. It's one thing in and of itself, not a deal breaker. Um, next cheating. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that ought to be a deal. Breaker. Those are the rules. Yeah. That is kind of the rules. Uh, psychotic and then long distance oh i'm Wait, sorry i'm can sorry we answer the, can we answer those separately hang on cheating <laughs> cheating was from meet uh jobless mayor world cheating meet 1540 andreas Matthau, uh psychotic slash long distance but those are two now, very psychotic sounds like a major deal breaker um, you would know Jim. i really wish that it were <laughs> <laughs> it's not a deal breaker for James. Not a deal breaker for James. It's like it's a condition of entry. Yeah, no, like it, in practice, it's actually been like bonus points. It's a prerequisite. It's usually good sex. Uh, long distance. Uh, I think that yeah. really depends on the direction of that relationship. It, Are you? It, do you have plans to it not be long distance in the future? Or are you totally cool with seeing somebody like once a month and then being committed to them? Or do you have plans to see somebody once a month, once a month and not be committed to them? Because both are plausible. Um, James Mon 117, drugs or alcohol. So I don't know if that means abuse or it just means that James is, or, I'm sorry, Juan, Juan is. I, I choose alcohol, not drugs. But, I uh, but I don't know if, if Juan is, is, uh, Drugs or alcohol? Yes, He's completely against. So, uh, uh, meth. Meth is the one. one I'll, I'll say meth and crack. heroin. Heroin too. Heroin. Yeah, heroin. Uh, heroin. I'll group together. Um, I like Shahira's comment, but let's talk about that one second. Adams in the band says, "It's Adam who's been on the podcast before." It says kids or an ex that is still in the picture. Uh, kids. Let's, let's separate those. <clears throat> well. No, kids. let's separate those. They're, They're two different, different things. Well, obviously, yes. If you're, if you're, well, uh, although if you have kids with somebody and the ex is very likely still in the picture, if you have not if they're custody. dead. Okay, <laughs> you said that more. You said that almost shockingly, but oftentimes maybe somebody was a widow or or widower, um, and you have kids together. So All right, let's separate them, and then we can have the combined question. Kids does so, not not a huge deal breaker. X still around depends on the nature. But it, it kids for me is the number one deal breaker. It also if you depends. have kids, you're out. 
but it depends on the age. James, you're not, nope. a, you're not in your twenties anymore. Most people you're going to, if you, if you're meeting somebody in your, in your mid thirties or close to 40, which you, are you going to be We're on the closer there. side? You're going to be on the North side of the thirties, right? I'm going to uh, be at tomorrow. the midpoint. I, well, but no, you, you hit yeah. the midpoint and after whatever hour it's the North side, right? Like you're going to be on the North side closer to 40 starting tomorrow. So um, yeah, I'm aware. And that's why I'm <laughs> single, but, but, what if they had among a kid other reasons? Six, there's there's lots were, of other factors. But if they were 16 when they had a kid, now they're 32 and have a 16 year old that they don't. But somebody who's really in their mid, oh, oh, nope, somebody who's in their until, until the kid's an adult kid that is no longer in the picture <clears throat> at all, you can't do it. Yeah, out. But look, here's my point: is in your mid 30s when you meet somebody who has zero baggage, that also should be a major red flag. So if somebody has a child, that may not be a major issue. It right? is for like me. If they more or less had their shit together and they've had a good relationship and maybe they had a, let's say, a major political difference in that relationship that tore them apart, or let's say a drug difference. Maybe their uh, significant other ended up being super addicted to drugs and that tore them apart. And, and what I'm have saying a, have a child is together. that I don't care what the reason is that you had a kid. I don't care. Like for me, what you don't want, what you don't want is that additional responsibility in your life. No, here's, here's where I fall on it. This is how I explain it is if I'm dating somebody, I want to be their number one. Now I understand that like family and career kind of like, will will temporarily take precedence. But if you have a kid, your kid should be the number one at all times, regardless of circumstance. And so if I'm dating somebody, I am automatically signing up for a silver medal if they have a kid. Because I will never I will never win gold. And if I do. And and the thing is, if I'm dating somebody and I have and I'm eligible for gold, then that means that they're not a good parent. I don't want to date them either. But no, like no kids. Kids are the number one deal breaker Uh, for me. Full stop. I don't I don't I my opinion is that it's all uh, circumstance by circumstance. And that kids are not a major deal breaker, but, but I'm not the hardline rule, but you're, but that's your hardline rule. And I'm, I'm saying circumstance by circumstance, but we'll get back to kids in a minute. Uh, from Jess 3989. <laughs> I says you could have a bronze fiddle if they have a kid and a dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm not right. a big fan of dogs either, but they're not All a right. deal breaker. Let's hit the comments and, and uh, acknowledge the acknowledges. Jess 3989. I Domestic physical abuse, unfortunately, people can hide that until marriage at times. So obviously a major deal breaker. And if that is an issue, you need to exit immediately or work on plan or at least start working. If they have a domestic violence history, that should be a deal breaker. Absolutely. I think 100 percent. There's no excuse for it. It needs to be a deal breaker. I don't think there's any excuse either. And that's, you know, that's kind of the just unless it's like 10 years post incident, lots and lots of therapy, proven track record of that. Never, ever. I mean, well, we didn't talk about that is ever unredeemable, but we didn't talk about that relationship because I beat her. Yeah, I would run for the hills. Sure, but we didn't talk about that. David, hear, hear me out. We didn't even talk about that when it comes to prostitution. Somebody's. 18, 19, 20, 23 years old and escorts or strips or whatever. And now you're in your thirties and they're like, yeah, there was a couple of years where I was like down and out. And I was like, I got to rock the body. I'm going to make some money. Um, put myself through school, something like that. 
and that's behind me but that was fucking 10 years ago and yeah there was a couple of fat dudes that like smoked some cigars and gave me some you know money i shook my ass but fuck that shit well i don't think any of us said that that was a deal breaker sure but what you were saying is if there was what basically what what david was saying is some people can change yeah, if there was an attempt to to atone for their past sins, I think people should be afforded that chance. I haven't lived a perfect <clears> life, <throat> and I've been given that grace a few times in my own life, not for domestic violence. Um, no, but, but if if they have atoned for their sins, gone to counseling, and worked on themselves and the issues that caused that, and it's if it's far enough in the past that there is enough time for that personal growth, I think it could be something that you could take out of the deal breaker column. Sure. reaction yeah absolutely i don't want to be with someone who's going to be violent towards me but, all, but remember look behaviors are environmentally you know oftentimes environmentally caused so if you were in an environment say your parents were you were in an abusive relationship you kind of started the dating life you know teens early 20s you were you were an abusive dude and and then you were like wait a second this is like now i'm in the real world and like that's not life and then you know you do what you got to do and a decade goes by and somebody's and and you're dating somebody and they're like hey have you ever contributed to a, an abusive relationship and you're like yeah but i didn't realize how terrible and bad it was and i feel terrible about it and i, it, I you know for me that's kind of everything i experienced and when I had some additional perspective, I realized that wasn't the case. Then you get, then you kind of get like a bit of a, a pass card. However, if that resurfaces, then it's an issue. So any, I think any physical abuse in a relationship, it's got to be over. I'd say that's a red flag. Less like you, there, there's there's deal breakers, and that, that sounds to me more like a red flag because like you need to really investigate that one. Yeah, but, but again, it may not be a deal breaker. Well, let me get to what something Justin just said. If it's ever domestic violence against me in the relationship, like that's how I'm finding out is because I'm the one like oh, being whoa. hit. Well, <laughs> absolute fucking deal breaker. Oh, no chance. Sure. So this this yeah. is something you find about in the history 10 years ago. Just something Justin just said there. I was like, wait a minute, I'm not talking about recovering you, a relationship no, no, no. from this. Get no. the fuck out. Yeah, no, no, no. If you're a victim of domestic violence in a relationship, then yes, that should be a deal breaker. Get maybe the fuck I, out. Maybe I, I didn't phrase that as well. Um, it's okay. Seppitz is asking, we, this is an easy one. Seppitz is asking, what's the age of the men on this panel? It's not because yours is going to change in uh, four hours. Uh, 31. Uh, James? 35. As of? Well, in <laughs> Europe, hours. I'm already 35. And uh, I'm 35. So, <laughs> can you hear, hear that? Being, well, officer in Europe, she's 18. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they use the metric system. All right. So, uh, let's hit the next one. Lisa, you know me. Lisa says, dishonesty, especially when I'm not overbearing or a jealous person, just be honest. So, dishonesty, I think, is a big one. I've, I, I know people who are like compulsive liars and that's not that's you know that's that's not cool um you know lying is not is not good um from musicology by eric small penis kidding 
Oh, kidding okay. about the small penis? Like that's a pleasant surprise. Not, like, all right, I'm not or is kidding. What I bargained for here. It, I, I don't know how that's gonna work, but uh, but <laughs> but uh, but you let's like we, can, we can we can delve into the genitalia issue. Uh, you know, for girls who are dating a guy that's got an exceptionally small penis, uh, I could see how that could be a deal breaker. Uh, as a guy that's with a woman who has a small penis, uh, heads up, she's probably not a woman. Uh, but there's there's other factors that are, that come into the genitalia uh, argument, like cleanliness uh, type that's, situation. That's, yeah, that, that, that's, that's it. That's a deal breaker. Um, you know, we've gotten this question kind of in two different ways. So age gap and age. <laughs> I thought age gap and felon. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, <laughs> sometimes they're related. Well, my last relationship was with someone eight years older than me, so that worked out great. Maturity level is about on par, though. I was it's actually, just- I was yeah. thinking, I was thinking about having a podcast. Like, I was thinking about having an episode that we. I don't. Know, I was just thinking as a as a young dude the advice that I would give myself would, would have been to, to date older women. Like, you know, because younger women oftentimes just are not, and I just feel like you learn a lot more from the older women. So uh, it, the, the age gap thing that we talked about a little bit, uh, the, uh, the age gap could be a major deal breaker. Um, you know, in my early thirties, I tried dating somebody who was in their early twenties and it was not, it was not happening and it also comes with a generational kind of gap it's yeah a lot of different but the older you get the older what's the multiplier it's like divide uh, by two and add seven adds yeah divide by two and add seven and and or divide by seven and add two i don't think that works so much (laughs) (laughs) uh but the divide by two and add seven that rule holds up really 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 well so you divide uh, your age by two and you add seven. And if it's within that range, so over that range, you're okay. Yep. That's that's the age gap rule. All right, let me hit a few more because we do, guys, we're at the 45 minute mark. We haven't even hit the red flags and I'm not even, fuck, I'm not even a third of the way done with this list. Well, we might have to come back and do red flags as another app, as another uh, episode. I'd hate to have more content that we pre-planned. Oh yeah, like because that's never a problem for us. All right, so uh, we got musicology by Eric. He's got a small penis, but he's kidding. <laughs> we got Shahira who says uh, religion. Religion, obviously, a major, major one. I think that depends. It well, depends how on- many relationships have you been with somebody who is religious? Mine are almost everyone. A few. You're in the south. My first like actual girlfriend was the daughter of a pastor. But was she religious? Yeah. Um because like I I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of her name in my head. I can't, but but I know who you're talking about. Let's just call it H Dog. That way we'll use it Was it a was it a real religion though? Yes. 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 Methodist. Well, that's that's not one of the big ones. I mean it's Christian, but um, well, I dated a daughter that was the, the daughter of a preacher as well, but she wasn't very religious. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think religion is is a is a 
definitely a, a major big one. Uh, all right, here, here's, here's, this doesn't make sense. But we're not answering. Is that a deal breaker for either of you guys? No, it's not. It's only a deal breaker if they expect me to participate. And expect that, that's exactly my answer. My, my, yeah. my potential progeny to participate because I don't really want my kids being raised. I, I don't uh, want that if I had kids. Well, look, I was ra- raised, in my opinion, we kind of grew up together. I, I feel like I was raised a bit more religious than you guys were. Yes. But, uh, you stepped into church before you were 18. You were raised more religiously. <laughs> but... Um, I like some of the traditions of religion. Obviously, I, I love holidays too, but uh, I'm not cr- sure if I want my child to be as religious as I was as a as a child. Um, but I just want an educated child who can make their own decisions. I think that's even that's, though we're you know, our house for Hanukkah and Passover, Justin. You know, we still do it, but we're, we're super not religious about it. Yeah, it's, it's the culture. It's the it's a tradition. It. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're, and we're I think all good that, for that. I think that's a cool aspect of the religion. Like that's your culture. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily need to be your. You know, I want to hit this one by MJ. Someone who makes more money than you do. Nope. Nope. Bonus. <laughs> um, all right. Let me hit a few more. That's the uh, opposite of a deal breaker. I got VVOJ, bad teeth gums, haliotosis addictions. Oh, that's actually a deal breaker for me. I think that there should have been some commas in there. What about what about Morella in Barcelona? She had jacked up teeth, James. I, I don't recall. Wow. You should. Wow. <laughs> James just got called out hardcore. No, uh, I'm going to hit. I'm going to move on. Blondes have more fun, says cheating, <laughs> lying, drugs, alcohol. If we touch. I believe we touched on those already. Uh, that's a deep yes, cut though, alcohol, though. yeah that was, a, that was that was unfairly specific and, and that's why i'm gonna keep moving uh jay Brandis says kids work with you so someone from the same you work with this person that that's a deal breaker that's, not only is it not a deal breaker i've done it uh i a good idea to avoid if possible and then yeah. uh divorced lots of tattoos and goes to church which I let, feel let, like let's address each one of those separately. Divorce. Well, I feel like, not I feel like that. I feel like for the the commenter, this is all pretzeled into one person. So <laughs> it does sound that way. It does. It's a lot but... of dough laid on top of dough and kind of twisted and tied together. So I'm gonna say that divorced, not a deal breaker. Um, goes to church, not a deal breaker. As long as I don't have to go. And what was the other one? Tattoos. Tattoos, not a Lots. deal breaker. Um, I think some face tattoos would be a deal breaker if they had. Like, not many people tattoo. have those. Uh, no, hold up. One of so I, it's an know, easier I, rule to hold to. I hired somebody who had face tattoos. One of the sweetest women that I've ever uh, ever worked with. And the first interview she came in for, I kind of and, and Rosh knows this because he was doing interviews at the time. I kind of said we, you know, we can't hire this person. Professionalism, but. When I actually sat down with the person I was and, and spoke with her, I thought to myself, how can we not hire this person? We just need to find her niche in the business. Well, I was talking about, again, teardrop. <laughs> well, teardrop, that's <laughs> a little, little different. What's, yes. what, what does teardrop mean? I think Me- that's supposed to signify that you've killed someone. Oh, yeah, I think I think if you kill like three people, you get a tear. I don't know. Either way, if you have a teardrop tattoo, it just it doesn't mean you're sad. I don't know. That's a story. I want to hear it. 
Uh, well, we'll have to Google it and talk about it in a gun episode or a gangs episode. We should actually do a gangs episode. We're very yeah. well qualified. Yeah, talk. since we know yeah. so much about it. All right, I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta fast forward because I had a whole bunch more of these, uh, and we're at the 51 minute mark. Uh, Miss Raquel, close minded. I think we all kind of agree, close mindedness. Yeah. Uh, yep. Because everybody's coming from their own world. Uh, being close minded, especially to someone else's world, is not bad. It's not good. Elena S.J. Indecision. Nope. Breadcrumbing with their time, which means you get, I guess you only get a little bit of their time or something, especially when you're like initially dating, I guess. That ties into flakiness. And yeah, flakiness and I think, I think it's the same idea. It's just how they're playing it or how you're perceiving it. And then uh, overly political, which obviously could be a big issue when it comes to politics. It's been uh, on what side they land. Doug Perkins, Harry Norman. Can't mesh with my inner circle, circle emoji, friends. Um, yeah, I think if they, can't, if they can't hang out with your friends, that's a major deal breaker because what are you expected to do? Just cut your yeah. life out of it? Depends on how, it depends on the dynamic. I want to know why. Well, in the short term, it's, it's probably okay because in the short term, like all you want to do is fuck. But in the long term, like you need to have a life outside of that relationship in terms of like social... Yeah, but Social James and I have, have both at, at separate times both been in a state of utter contempt for each other's partners. So whose fault was that? Because neither of us are dating them anymore. So we the were partner. both upset with the other one. And but, no, but we're not talking about the friends. Rea- the, the comment isn't talking about the friends reaction to your partner. The, the comment is talking about your partner's reaction to your friends. I think well, it's the same. Well, in, in that circumstance, it may have been, but it's, well, it, it works. It was the same circumstance as the, the positive question, so we can run with it. All right, let's um, let's 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 move though, because we got to move. Uh, aspire to be drugs, uh, cocaineisma or cocaine-sinking. drugs. No job, unless drugs is a job. Uh, can be. Peter Smith not letting me sleep with their friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next one. That's the winner, man. Next next one, Caleb. No, no, no. We have to take a step back and appreciate that one. All right. I'm going to move on because we're running out of time. (laughs) Kayleen Q says, kids. Uh, All right. We're almost at the end. Bear with me. I got got eight more. Uh, Andy Pez, 84, bisexual. Emily KG. Being rude to service workers, which I think that was mentioned earlier. We already hit that one. Uh, Phillips, P, P, B, and J, xenophobia, uh, Brandy, shitty husbands. <laughs> okay. Beach Bella, all of yours, but also depression, anxiety, super stressful to deal with. Nickolt, inauthenticity, and Allie D. Alley 2D X's. So there, there was a lot there. We're, again, we're running. Why would bisexual time, be a deal breaker? Because that because the person has too many options. And also you're questioning their past. So what if they have too many options if they there's seven billion people? Yeah, plenty well, of options people if you don't, stick but, to whatever to one to one. But number. people aren't good at math. And also sure. the options have doubled, and that's a lot more options for the people who are good at math. <laughs> when you well, look at it, it is step up your game. 
um but yeah you're like oh wait that person has two billion other options that's uh that's really uh it's, it's not adding another, makes it's not, then you're like wait not, that person has two billion additional options that's it's really, not adding that many more options because you have to find someone that would be in the subset that is attracted to someone of the same sex well so it's only adding a small percentage of whichever yeah. sex that person the double is. the We're double the maybe number, basically no it wouldn't it would add five to ten percent you're finding it's all let's say that she is let, let's say in this situation we have a, a boy and a girl girl is bisexual well you're adding only the gay slash queer population on top of that, that would be eligible for her to well, with because they would be down with the bisexual nature of unless you're going identity. the other unless you're going the other direction and you're Okay, dating somebody who's queer and that well, yeah, is well, way more increase it yeah. by way more. Yeah, by That's way different. more. Exactly. So depends how you phrase it. Yeah. Yeah. So Good if you're point. gay and you're dating a gay partner, if you're dating a bisexual, if you're gay dating a bisexual partner, that bisexual partner has way more options effectively than you do. Russ Russ says bisexual should not be a deal breaker for men because you're what we bring another girl in for a threesome. But, like, look, I'm dealing with like I don't need to double the amount of disappointment I'm looking at in the morning. Um, well, at least they're, stay, at least they're staying over. At least they're staying what? over, James. <laughs> no, it's just Maybe increasing. The, the yo, it's increasing the disappointment by a factor or two. Well, James gets him to stay over. He he typically says, "Look." You know, I got pillows and sheets here. It's way more comfortable than the cardboard box. So I can I can drive you back to <laughs> wherever you were. But um, I, I think gotta, I think we had some block. I think we had some good comments here. I think we had actually I really think we had some really, really solid, uh, solid question. I wish we had more time to discuss this stuff. So tonight's episode turned out only to be about deal breakers. We did not get a chance to discuss the red flags, which I feel like is a whole nother. Let's do that next week. A whole nother podcast. <sighs> on that note, it's getting late, boys. Here on the on the right coast. Over there on the left coast, though, I, I don't know. Um, but I'm super happy that we got through as many as we did. I wish we had a little more time to talk about some of the ones that we did. Well, and, let's hit them up on Tuesday. Um, I got drinks at a bar waiting for me. All right. And just remember, guys, we got that call in number. So if you guys want to do the call in feature, we would love to. Uh, we'd love to. I guess we'll probably have to hit it the next time around. But uh, but it is there. We'd love to hear your feedback vocally. I, I do want to thank Rosh Galeb. Rosh, a little under the weather this evening. Powered through. Fed us. All of your comments. Ah, oh, fuck. We got disconnected. Uh, we, hit the, we, hit the, we hit the hour mark. But Rosh did power through. He fed us all your comments. We want to thank him for that. We want to thank you guys for joining. We're going to do this kind of goofy, awkward dismount. Uh, should we stay on, James? No, let's. I, I, I need, like, I've been kind of stringing Kevin and Andrew along tonight. So I need to take them out to a bar so that they can have some stimulation. All right, hold up. I'm gonna I'm gonna dismount everybody who's live. Goodbye, James. Keep those guys on board for just a second. Goodbye, everybody. Adios. Adios. All right, that concludes this episode of Sip Talk. Let me know if you think uh, we hit all the deal breakers. Let me know which ones we missed. And again, uh, let me know which ones uh, you think are the biggest deal breakers. All right, guys. See you next time. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it. <laughs>